This episode of Fever Talk is brought to you by... Homie Rollers. Homie Rollers. When you need to get those right curls in your hair, but you need to look street and gangster while you're doing it. Is that just, I don't know, that sounded really, like, almost racist the way I said that. Like, street and gangster. Street like, and gangster. The, like, the whitest guy in the fucking world. Street and gangster. Uh, if you want to look street and gangster with your big curls, go to homierollers.com and enter your promo codes. Foamy rollers. Foamy rollers. To get 10% off your next bunch of foam rollers for your hair. Now, on with the podcast. Hello, everybody. Uh, we're back after a nice trip to America. That's right. We spent 10 days. We did. In the United States. Of America. Of assholes. <laughs> How rude. Just who's in the White House at the moment. That's all. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, although there's plenty of assholes to go around. Um, but we had a good time. Yeah. We had a very relaxing time. Yeah. And uh, what were your highlights? Um, going to the Cider House. Oh, yeah. Did we get the name of the Cider House? I think it's just called Riverhead Cider House. Okay, so which is out on the east part of Long Island. Yes. And uh, we went in and, and we tried a, like a, pl- a platter of beer, of ciders and beers. Yeah, they had like flights of local, like all the cider was made on site in the cider house. And then they had like some local beers and local wines and you could do flights. And I don't think we tried any of their wines. No, because I felt like it was a weird kind of mix. I was like down to mm. mix beer and cider, but not with wine as well. Yeah, there's probably some like rhyming phrase that lets you know that you're not supposed to do that like yeah. beer and wine makes Ew. you crying <laughs> I don't know uh, but yeah that was a good time um, we didn't really kind of take a tour of the cider house we just kind of went there and, and yeah drank. I don't even know if there is a tour honestly I, I don't know I didn't see one advertised yeah but what I did see advertised when I walked in the door of the oh, of the cider man. house was a sign saying help wanted no Irish need apply which I assume is some sort of antique thing, and it's just them, like, putting it out because, like, lols, right. wasn't racism fun? Yeah. Well, it's not racism bigotry, I should say, because right. we are not a race of people. Right, and it's that thing of, like, thinking, like, oh, well, like, this, no one, it's that thing of, like, no one would actually be offended by this now. Yeah, but I was kind of like, there's not enough... In this cider house telling me right. that they are cool with Irish for me to right. relax about this. And it's once again that difference between like Irish and Irish Americans. Because like Irish Americans would probably see that and be like, ha ha. And like have some kind of weird pride in it, I think. Right, in a sense. yeah. But like how did you actually feel when you saw it? Like, like, were, like were you genuinely a little bit like rude? A little bit, yeah. Rude, I think, is my yeah. is my thought process on it because yeah. I wasn't offended and right. I wasn't angry, but I was like, not cool. Yeah, like we. This is probably not. It's like it's, it was. It was my thing as well. This is like if there was like an Irish flag behind it or something like that, that could let me go. Like okay, like this is actively being like facetious. Right, but there was nothing of the sort. No, like, yeah. It, it just seemed like there was an almost a weird like, hey, like wasn't it fun when we were like this? Right, and like we don't know. It could be owned by an Irish American. It could be owned by an Irishman. Like, and they could, and he could think it's funny, but it, without that context, it's yeah. just kind of like it was just weird. Wait, this reminds me though. Of, speaking of signs, sorry, this just popped into my head. It's something I've wondered about for a long time, and I might sound really stupid not getting 
getting the joke. Well, um, see, all the glasses were in the room because the a- the little girl knew that it would hurt the aliens. <laughs> That's the signs you were talking about, right? <laughs> she didn't know it would hurt the aliens. I think subconsciously she did. Maybe subconsciously, but certainly not consciously. Consciously, right. she's just like, oh, this water tastes old. She's actually very like me. Like, I, I leave a <laughs> lot leave, of, like, half-drug pints of water on the house. You 100% do. Yeah. But sorry. And I've always done that, even before I saw signs, so I'm not, like, preparing for the alien vision. Um, Okay, so I used to, uh, years ago, when I lived in Colorado, I canvassed door-to-door for an environmental organization. Okay. So I would knock on people's doors for a living. And there was a sign that a lot of people had that said, hippies use the back door. And I don't know what it means. And I don't know if that was friendly to my kind, hippies, or unfriendly. Like, and, and, and I just, I never got a gauge on it based on my interactions with the people. Like, what the fuck does that mean? I, first of all, I'm making a horrified face for those who cannot see what's <laughs> Thank happening. You. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who doesn't get it. Um, like, no, I don't get I that. I don't get it at all. The only thing I can think of is that they think that hippies like anal. Like, I feel like that's my, that would be my first guess. But then once again, is it hostile towards hippies or is it welcoming? Like, cause like hey, let's, let's do all do anal, come guys. Come on, like, yeah, use the back door. Like, because on the one hand, it's welcoming because it's like saying, welcome, you know, come in, use the back door. And really, I'm not talking about anal. And But on the, <laughs> and, but on the other side, it's like, oh, hippies, and you gotta use the back door, not the front door. Like, But like, also, yeah, is that like a trap? Like yeah, is, is it, it like to come come to my back door so I can shoot you so you're on my property? Like because I can only imagine in Colorado they're not up on hippies. No, Wait, what not, do you mean when you say they're not up on hippies? They're not like you know cool with hippies. Oh, but parts it depends on where you are. Parts of okay. Colorado are the some of the hippiest places I've ever been. Oh really? Yeah, I mean remember what I did for a living in Colorado. Well, for a while well, I was. But I thought you were like because for those who don't know, Darcy was canvassing for hemp, uh, oh. for the use of hemp. Well, no. So first I was canvassing for I was canvassing with an environmental organization, and first for for because I lived in Colorado for a year, so the first nine months we were actually working on initiatives just to keep fracking out of residential areas, which you would think would be a fucking no-brainer, but it wasn't. So that's what we worked on most of the time. And then that summer, um, we canvassed not just Colorado, but a lot along the West Coast and Colorado for to, to pass a piece of industrial hemp legislation. So this is not not cannabis, not anything with THC, yeah. just industrial just hemp. Just to make clothes with it. Yeah, like just to legalize industrial hemp, because there's fucking no reason whatsoever that it was not legalized. Right. But... Um, no, baby, like, Colorado's full of hippies. Well, I just, I know it to be kind of like a bit of a, like, cowboy place. There's that too. So I, f- I always feel like cowboys and hippies don't mix very well. They do, they do live. In Colorado. Like, I mean, like, they, no, they I'm not do saying, a lot of anal no, in Colorado. I'm not saying that they mix well, but they do, like, coexist. Okay. Uh, and. Boulder, in particular, is a, is a quite a liberal area of Colorado. Now, it's interesting, though, because it's a particular kind of liberal. People in Colorado, whether you're a cowboy or a hippie, tend to be very much, like, into the environment, tend to be very, like, outdoorsy kind of people. Like, there's okay. there's a lot of that. Um, but Colorado is very, very white. Okay. And there's a, yeah, there's kind of like a... But, but I mean, yeah, like, there is a hippie thing and a cowboy thing. Okay. 
I, so, am I wrong? Because when you said Boulder, Colorado, Mork and Mindy jumped into my head instantly. Was that set in Boulder, Colorado? I don't remember. All I, I remember about Mork and Mindy was that she said... Where are you going? I'm getting my phone so I can check. <laughs> oh, is that uh, there was a joke once where she, where a lady said to him, Ciao! And he said, Pekingese! That's that's an unusual joke. That's all I remember about Mark and Mindy. Um, I got to... Uh, first of all, I, I just very, very quickly while I've got my phone open and, of course, pictures of Shawn Michaels on the cover of Playgirl popped up. Because <laughs> we were talking about that the other night. <laughs> he is, like, quite a Fabio type, isn't he? He... I mean, he was. I mean, now he's, like, a, a born-again Christian. Um, but Mark and Mindy. Um, though the reason why I have that in my head that it's Boulder is because he used to talk on that show to Orson, which was like his commander back home on Orc. And because he's Mork for Mork. Right. And uh, he made a joke about where he was. And I feel like, you know, foam boulders fell and he had to, like, jump out of the way. And then he made a joke of like, well, wasn't it great? I didn't land in Buffalo. Uh, and so that's what I have in my head <laughs> but maybe it's the other way around or something oh yeah Boulder Colorado oh, yeah hey. okay so it was set there there you go yeah my my other t- rem- like strong remembrance from Mark and Mindy was a really dumb joke but it has stayed with me forever so there's, there's a special episode of Mark and Mindy when Mark becomes uh, a racist oh my god um and like he gets in with like a racist group of lads but he thinks they're hilarious like he just thinks like you know because he's an alien he's like, he's like oh everyone's just making fun of each other this is great crack <laughs> oh god and like mindy has to like tell him like no this is mean oh god like this is bigotry and he's like oh what you mean when an italian says he sees an oak tree that's a bigotry <laughs> and i was like that's great that's that is a great joke <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, it's very silly in like early eighties. You don't think Chow and Pekingese is a great joke? I think that's a very that's, no, that's a very clever joke. But I feel like the the audience at large, not everybody would like get it. Yeah, because the reason that that stuck in my head is because on the VHS of the Brady Bunch movie. Okay. Um, there was for some reason like you know how there are trailers at the beginning of VHS. Oh, yeah. There was like a trailer for some DVDs too. Yeah, yeah. I don't. There must have been a trailer for like a Nick at Night VHS. I have no idea what it was, but anyway, it was Morgan Mindy, and that was one of the clips they showed. And I think I had to ask my mom, like, what? <laughs> like, I just didn't know <laughs> yeah, like, what, what is, any of what those words meant. Yeah. yeah, and like, what, uh, like, ciao. And it's like, oh, that's the way they say, you know, goodbye in Italian. And it's like, okay, but what else? <laughs> and yeah, so I guess I learned two breeds of dogs from that. <laughs> Two breeds of dogs I feel like you would like a lot. I do. Yeah, they would be two of your favorites, They're I would beautiful. say. Well, what were the two breeds of dogs that we saw on SNL this week? Oh, there was a, a, a very voluptuous chihuahua. Okay, that's right. It was a it was like a it was a furry chihuahua. Like yeah. he had more hair than I think a lot of chihuahuas. But he, I still wouldn't call him quite a long haired because no. some of them really have long hair. He's like but he would haired. just yeah, but he had figure, and that's what I like. And then there was a very fluffy pomeranian. He's a pomeranian, was he? Yeah. Okay. I feel like that show has had more dogs on it recently. Yeah. Than normal. Yeah. Which is like weird because like I don't know if it's just because they think it's funny because every time the dog does does something weird, 
and like the person holding the dog usually ends up laughing and they think like oh well this is fun yeah you know everyone loves it when the characters break that's true uh, but i feel like mm, i i almost feel like recently they're it's fun to see comedians break character right, right. but if they break character all the time it's less fun. Then like they're Jimmy Kimmel. Right. Wait, Jimmy Kim- Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, sorry. Yeah, I yeah. always get those two mixed yeah. up. Yeah, and uh, Pete Davidson does it a lot too. Pete Davidson is incapable of not breaking. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a single sketch he's done where he stayed straight face. Yeah, and so it stops meaning anything and then it just gets annoying when people are breaking all the time. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, we were talking before about, like, uh, is it Abby? 80. 80, sorry. Now, 80 is perfect, but she does almost, uh, sometimes she looks like she's on the verge of cracking up. <laughs> There's a lot where she just kind of smirks. Yeah. She doesn't quite laugh, but she yeah. just kind of does a lot of like, hmm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm enjoying this. Because <laughs> her face. Uh, but yeah, like we watched the Harry Styles one today. He pre- he, he, he presented, hosted this week. Hosted. Uh, and was the musical guest. But we were both quite impressed. He was great. He was really good. He was he, really good. Like the sketches themselves weren't always great. But like he had like different characters in each one. He did different accents. Some quite well. Yeah. Uh, very impressed with his kind of Icelandic sort of yeah. thing which we said probably Icelandics would be like this is not accurate at all but it was very Nordic at least right. like, so I would say he probably did more of a Swedish accent than yeah. anything else or like Norwegian but yeah um, but he made a bold choice he stuck with it it yeah. was you know appropriate for the sketch no he was really he, good he refused to take his rings off in or any sketch polish. though and his nail polish off yeah. like he was just gonna I'm wearing these rings for the show this is this is what's happening so that was a choice but yeah it kind of reminds me of like when Justin Timberlake first like hosted and was a musical guest and it was just like oh wow damn like he actually has some chops yeah but I think I don't think I'd ever want to see Harry Styles in a dramatic movie. I think he's just like he's he's pretty funny. Would you want to see Justin Timberlake in a dramatic movie though? No. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to see him in anything. Well, like I guess I did see him in a dramatic movie. He was in um, Social Network. Yeah, I guess that is a dramatic movie. But but I guess he didn't have like a real serious role. He was the kind of ridiculous one. Yeah. You know, in a way, but yeah, like that's that's the most you should give like him and most musician actors. But wasn't Harry Styles like in that movie where I couldn't understand anything anyone was fucking saying? Oh, Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was in Dunkirk, and like oh he was he was fine, but like he mostly said nothing in Dunkirk because he was yeah. mostly just like walking around and looking at things. God, what a boring movie. I actually kind of liked it. <laughs> but uh, did you hate it because you couldn't understand anybody? Or well, that like... really bothered me. Like I like, and this is this is an argument we have a lot. Like right. I accents, too much. I, yeah, too much accents that are incomprehensible really bother me. Like I, I get it that everybody has an accent, and if you just live where you live and you only talk to people with the same accent as you, then that's fine. But when you're in a situation like being in a movie where you need to be like understood, like like learn how to enunciate. Like there's a way to keep your accent but still speak clearly. Like I'm not saying everyone has to speak the same way. But I think if you're having a strong accent, no matter what the accent is, I think to keep it strong, you can't enunciate more. Because I think the whole thing of an accent is how you slur your words essentially. 
Like, I know, like, when your parents or anybody else can't understand me, it's because I'm probably talking most Dublin. And it's then I remember I have to, like, enunciate, and I sound less Dublin, but they understand me better. Yeah, I guess so. I just couldn't understand what the fuck anyone was saying, and it was really frustrating. <laughs> no, but I... you, but you're, see, but the argument we have is you say... Oh, we're getting into this? Yeah. All right. You just say that the English accent, that they're always right. Because they're, that by merit of being English, the way they speak English is always right. <sighs> to a certain extent, yes. But, but the, way not, that... the way you're phrasing that is not... 100% accurate. But the way that we, as Americans, are, or Irish people speak English is not right? Well, it's not English. So this is the thing. So we had this... You think you think I'm pro the English language, but I'm not. What, what am I... No, I think you're pro, like... Well... I'm, I'm, I'm very much just stating that I still see the English language being a language that was imposed upon my nation and your mm-hmm. nation mm. probably less so yours because right and that's was, what we were talking yeah, about and, that, and, that, was, and yeah. that was the thing that we we got into but basically like yeah I, I guess at least I'll just speak for myself then in this, in this okay. instance I see it as a language that was imposed upon our nation it is essentially the first language of this country now even though officially it's not right um, and uh, wait so officially is it just like we have two official languages kind of I think Irish is the first official language and English is the second but I don't okay. know if it's or they're just both official but like yeah like officially Irish is our official language see I thought that it was like two official languages not that neither one was I mean I'd either. have to look it up yeah. to just be 100% sure but like I, I know Irish is not seen as behind English put it that way yeah and so, uh, but I have a view of the English language as still being the language of the oppressor. Mm-hmm. And so, I know we're talking that language that isn't our own. And so, if we sound funny saying it, I don't really care if someone tells me I'm pronouncing it wrong. Uh, unless the way you tell me to pronounce it is stupid. But, uh... Because I just don't see it as ours. And I'm like, well, we've adopted this. This is us just fucking working with what we've been given. When you tell me that, like, you know, uh, like, that you personally, Darcy, Mm -hmm. speak English better than the English, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to necessarily disagree with you because if an English person says, nothing, mate, Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, well, you're not pronouncing even half the letters correctly in those two words. But... At the same time, it's their language. They can do what the fuck they want with it. But I feel like it's like it's my language just as much as it is anybody in but Britain. Can... Just as much as it is anybody in the world who speaks English as a first or a second language. Yeah, and I guess my, my feeling is that while I get where you're coming from, because you would come from it differently because America would have a different relationship with the language. Yeah, but I'm also, wait, I just want to be clear. I'm not coming from this elitist point of view that like there is one right way. And I, in a way, I think that you actually are like, oh, the Queen's way is the best way. Well, I'm I mean, saying the accent is better. And as someone who's taught English as a foreign language a lot, the accent is better if it's easier to understand. And so, like, a lot of accents and a lot of people who have English as a second language speak in a way that is clearer than English people from England. So I think they're doing a better job of speaking it. Well, I mean, I won't I won't disagree with that. But, yeah, when you ask me, like, how is English supposed to sound, 
I, from my knowledge of this and my awareness but of this... I don't this, think it's supposed to sound any, anyway. The, but the, the, the Queen's English is supposed to be the correct pronunciation of all those English words. But I'm rejecting the idea of there being a correct pronunciation and I'm coming up with my own like guidelines of what right, but I'm is saying, good like, in but terms I'm, of what can be understood by... Because English is spoken, I think, maybe more as a second language than a first language. So it's important that it's spoken in a way that people... That people can understand who maybe didn't grow up with it as but well. I, but from, from my understanding of it, like English... The source of the English language in terms of like how it's supposed to be spoken is the Queen. But why? She's I only don't know. she's only in her nineties. Like she I hardly like originated but, the language. But they're so like the, the royals are so fucking rigid about how you're supposed to speak and stuff like that. This is passed down generation to generation to generation. And you have internalized this oppression. But like, no, but it's not internalized because I don't think she's better than me. I'm just saying that like, if you want to say like how a word in English is supposed to be said, I would say the direct source of how it's supposed to be pronounced would be the way the Queen pronounces it. Now we can all choose and decide to say, well, that's a load of bollocks and not try and pronounce it that way. And there's lots of words that we are all doing that with. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I wouldn't say most words the way she would say them. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, if you're telling me what is the correct and proper way of saying those English words, I would say, well, if she says it that way, I guess that's the proper way to say it. But if that doesn't mean it's the better way to say it. That doesn't mean it's the it's like the, 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 the best way to say it. What was the word that we were... Oh, oh, oh. I wonder how the Queen pronounces... A L M O N D. And so if she pronounces it my way, will you concede? Um, I mean, I will concede that that's how it's pronounced in English. Like, but like, I guess I don't necessarily concede that that's the that's the, the the best way to pronounce it. Okay, well, let's see what our listeners think. So here's so, my way. Right. Almond. Almonds. Wait, why did you put an S at the end? Well, I think there's more than one. Like, how often do you just have one almond? Well, you never have one almond, because an almond is not a thing. It's a, it's a fucking L there. <laughs> it's almonds. No, but in a sense, like, there is an L there. Yeah, thank you. There, there is there's an L no, there. No, there's no in a sense there's an L there. <laughs> no. There fucking is an L there. There is an L, but, like, then, you know, walk and talk and shoulder and cooled. And wold. Well, I would say shoulder. I would say L and shoulder. But, but I wasn't saying shoulder. I was saying should. 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 Cold. Wold. <laughs> well, I would say I mean, cold. there are a lot of... I, was, I wasn't saying cold. I was saying could. But I guess... So I guess but like if we're looking at it, though, we're talking about A-L-K words. And so, like... And, and, and O-U-L-D words as well. So we're talking about A-L-K and O-U-L-D. Right, so they seem to have a standardization, though. Yeah, there's a pattern there, for sure. Yeah, so almonds... But there's shoulder, but you're right. There's, like, this is what this is what I always go on about, how it's so But it's an E-R, though, but the other ones, the other words end on the D. So the S-H, like, any, any O-U-L-D words that end in the D, 
they all seem to be pronounced the same. Yeah, but that's but not. If it's but a gut, that's if it crazy, carries on from there, like, then you go a, shoulder. But that is like a crazy nonsensical rule that, like, if there's a, if there's an er, if there's an er at the end, the vowel sounds completely different, and you voice the l. Whereas if there's no er at the end, it's a completely different vowel, I'm and just, you don't voice the l. I'm just like, trying to find. Don't math- apply. I feel like sometimes you would try to apply logic where logic doesn't apply. I'm trying to make method from the madness. Exactly. Very true. I'm trying to find method in the madness. Exactly. And like, I enjoy finding method. In the madness and it's like a puzzle for me that I like to try and figure out but I but like you are right because there are for sure patterns and I'm sure those patterns come from somewhere yeah well the break I would assume it usually comes from like 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 speaking it and I think it's probably like you know people commonly probably will drop an L you know in certain situations naturally so I'm sure like a lot of that just comes from the how it's spoken. I'm sure originally when these words were devised, they probably were supposed to be like all pronounced with the because like with every, the L. Yeah, because everything. So comes I'm just more evolved than you, and that I say um. No, you're old fashioned. <laughs> Um, although I'm yeah, so you're I'm old fashioned. I'm, old fashioned. I'm modern. I'm cool and modern. Well, yeah, because like everything comes from Latin, and like Latin, every letter was pronounced. Like it's very phonemic, like how everything is written. So like you know, for, like there would there would be no like silent letters in Latin. So like yeah, so at some point like someone did stay say like you know, shold. <laughs> we should. Should should yeah. We should we should do this. So we saw a movie yesterday. We did. Uh, the movie was um uh the what is the fucking name of the movie? Last Christmas. Last Christmas. Last was it just Last Christmas? Yeah, last Christmas. But it was a... Jo- I don't know. Weirdly, I don't know why. That sounds like a horror movie to me. Last Christmas. It's going to be your last Christmas. <laughs> uh, yeah, we saw the... Um, the I can't remember anybody's name tonight. Amelia Clark? Amelia Clark. With Amelia Clark and Henry Golding? Oh, God. Is it Henry or is it Harry? I think it's Harry. Mm. Oh, God. All right, I know, I'm I could gonna, be wrong. Maybe. I'm going to look it up. It's definitely Golding, anyway. You you tell us about it while I look him up. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't like to monologue. Oh, you, you give out when I monologue, but then when I ask you to do it, you're like, no. Exactly. I give out when you monologue because I don't want to monologue either. I want to dialogue. Well, I don't want anyone to monologue. Well, I don't, want, I don't want to monologue either, but yeah, like, I just so talk until someone I. says something. Um, God, I'm trying to find this thing. Oh yeah, Henry Golding. I was right. Oh, you're right, Henry yeah. Golding. Uh, and Emma Thompson, who wrote the movie, along with Bryony Kimmings. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. Let me look them up. But it kind. It's of, a young lady. A young lady. It kind of seemed like Emma Thompson had two movie ideas, and mixed them together and made this. It was it was a movie of, of yeah two halves in a way yeah because it's a very goofy kind of like uh, romantic comedy kind of yeah a goofy Christmas romantic comedy but really only George half, Michael music yeah but only really half of the even if half of the movie is that yeah. the other half of the movie then is kind of like a drama about a girl who's kind of like trying to get her life together with her like like immigrant family yeah and dealing with brexit dealing with brexit yeah and like you know dealing with a little bit with like you know emotional problems and stuff like yeah. that and like you know it went from very kind of serious like interesting and even though it's serious it's still lighthearted. but it was lighthearted. it was funny i f- i thought the movie was very funny yeah 
But, like, we both went into it thinking it was going to, like, be very trashy fun. Yeah. And then it had a little bit more to say than we were expecting. Yeah. But was still very trashy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I don't want to give, like, the whole twist of no, the movie away. No, but, I, like, Yeah, it's like, I liked it, but I would almost have preferred that the two movies were separated. Like, the two yeah. ideas. And then we could have gotten two good movies. It probably we... both would have been better. <laughs> right? If they weren't yeah. mixed together like that. They I still have gone, liked it, though. should have gone full trash or yeah. full interesting kind right. of lighthearted drama. And, right. Make one full trash and make one kind of coming of age lighthearted drama. Yeah. But um but I still enjoyed it and Yeah, well we both said we'll pretty much watch Amelia Clark and anything. Well, I didn't say that because I will never watch a Terminator movie or a Star Wars movie unless you make me, which I know you're planning on doing in two weeks. <laughs> this is um, true. But we should probably explain that in a second. And yeah, <laughs> but but um, because I, I don't watch those things unless you make me. Um, but I'll see her in any like romantic comedy or comedy or drama because I think she's delightful. Yeah, she's got that weird squinty face. I love it. <laughs> and just the eyebrows—they're just. Oh my god. Uh, so in terms of me like locking you up and making you watch right. a thing in a cage. Right. Uh, which is how that kind of sounded. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you don't like action movies or adventure movies, I would say, either. Those yeah. kind of like swashbuckling films, yeah. you know. Um, and I get it. Like, mm. it's taken us a while to see what what it is about these movies that you don't like. Mm. And so there's there's been a rare occasion here or there where there's ones that you've liked a little bit more or whatever mm. because they had the right kind of shit going on. But, um, Such as? Well, I mean, I just find you need strong, interpersonal... Yes! Like, things happening. Yes. So you can actually exactly. handle a bit of action and stuff like that. You don't yeah. mind the action parts if the action is around two characters who have been developed yes. and their motivations are strong. Yes. And so you can kind of get into that then. Exactly. Um, and uh, you've been challenged on a couple of movies lately that people have said, like, you should try this. One has been Point Break. Yeah, I don't. Think I know, I do. I'm I. So Point Break might be one of my. Um, so my birthday is coming up. My birthday mm. is the thirtieth of November, and uh, on on my birthday, my own personal birthday tradition is that I like to basically stay in, not see anybody. Uh, and just uh, lock watch. your wife in a cage lock my wife in a cage <laughs> make her uh, tease her and poke her with food um, and then um, I, I basically watch movies and, and eat junk food for the day and I just have a very selfish uh, me day and uh, for the last couple of years because you've had to sit through this uh, I've often used that as an occasion to introduce you to movies that you wouldn't normally watch because it's my day and I can watch whatever the fuck I want exactly uh, so um yeah, and like in the past, it's like I've watched Muppet movies and other things like that. Um, but I think, yeah, this year I'm contemplating watching the 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 last Star Wars movie that came out, which was the Last Jedi. And um, I wonder because I haven't seen that since it came out in the cinema, and I'm fascinated. I'm fa like part of this is I'm just fascinated to see what you have to say about it. Right. It's not even that you think I'll like it. Not any, no, and I think I think you might like parts of it. Yeah. I think you might find it interesting in parts. Okay. Uh, but I think you'll have a lot to say about it. Okay. Good and bad. Hmm. 
uh, mostly bad. I, you know, but yeah, good and bad. And like, I liked it when I was in the cinema. And I know there's probably a few listeners who like fucking hate it with a passion. Mm. Uh, I don't really have respect for you if you don't if you hated it with a passion. Uh, it's not that I don't have respect for you as a human being. <laughs> I just don't have like I just Go don't suck a big bag of dick. This, like, you I didn't ca- like this movie. <laughs> kind of. Like it's just a case of no one's really given me a proper reason that they disliked it outside of like uh, it's not what I watched when I was five. Like, you know, it's mm. that it's like it's it no one's really critiqued it as a movie that actually like they that made sense to me. Like, mm. you know, they've said, like, oh, it's stupid. Like, he's not a real man, like, in this movie because they made him look like a like a little bitch. Who? Like, uh, Oscar Isaac and oh, stuff like that. Oh, right. Okay. And I was like, well, yeah, he's not your dad. Like, he, like it's okay <laughs> if he's a little bitch in this movie. Like, right. not everybody's your fucking, like... Yeah, it's okay if he's not the perfect hero. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, so people are having problems with certain characters being made imperfect by this movie. Mm. And so they, like, have a real cry boner about it. And, like... <laughs> I just don't care if you're that way and I'm gonna get a lot of ats about this and I'm gonna um, just ignore them (laughs) I really don't care Uh, but yeah so I'm interested to see that again and then the other thing I'm I'm contemplating because I love Point Break it's one of my favourite movies Uh, and I think I think at the very least you need to see it okay it is peak 90s okay Peak 90s. It's another John... Uh, sorry, not John. Uh, it's another Patrick Swayze movie. Which... Patrick Swayze is a god in my eyes. Patrick Swayze was great. Yeah. And I've introduced a couple of his movies to you. I introduced Two Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Fucking great. Great movie. Uh, and I would be very happy if I was able to introduce Point Break to you as well. Because Point Break is infinitely quotable. It's, it's so memorable. And I think it's legit good movie making. And it is directed by a woman. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, nine times out of ten will lead to a better kind of action movie mm-hmm. than one directed by a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So I'm interested to see what you think about it. Yeah, me too. I don't think I'll like it, but it could be pleasantly but, surprised. Okay, so for the record, then, yeah. so when we come back after you have seen it, yeah. tell me what your expectations are. And then we can come back okay. and see if they were Excellent. actually... Excellent. I'll tell you my expectations of both of these movies. Um, I'll start with the Point Break. Uh, the Point Break. So I think that it'll probably have like some amusing things, but I don't think there will be anything that I can really sink my teeth into and care about because I get it. Like It's a bit campy and Keanu Reeves is like some weird character surfer and Patrick Swayze is like some weird character surfer. And, and I will understand why people find this all amusing, but I don't think there's any, I, there's not going to be the hook that pulls me into it. That's what I think I'm going to, how I'm going to feel about Point Break. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's as amusing as you think it is. Oh, it's not that amusing? <laughs> no. Is it serious? Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's, no, there's, I can't think of like, a, like, so I think it was a Nick Nolte who's in that movie or is it the other fella? The other crazy person in Hollywood. Gary Busey? Gary Busey. <laughs> Aren't they like twins? Like, uh, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, Gary Busey's in the movie. So okay. Gary Busey, he's in the movie and he plays uh, Keanu Reeves' like police partner. And he's probably the closest thing to a com- comedy relief in the movie because like he says one or t- I think he can says maybe two lines I can think of that are kind of like, huh. Okay. But, oh, it's not a comedy? No, not at all. What? 
Yeah, no, it's a serious movie. Oh, I thought this... So it's like a serious action movie. Yeah. Well, it's a serious cop movie, I would say. It's Ooh, like a serious crime movie. It's a serious crime movie, but isn't the premise, like, ridiculous? Yes. Okay. But Wait, so then it it, take, people like it ironically? No, people love it because it's so fucking good. Wait, stop. It's, like, legitimately good? It's legitimately good. Wait, seriously? L- seriously. I thought it was, like, a ridiculous thing and, like, yeah, but people are surfing and robbing banks. It's, it's, it's ridic- really silly. It's ridiculous in, like, a sense because, yeah, like, it involves, like, skydivers and surfing and, like, all that kind of shit. Yeah. But it's all treated 100% seriously. Okay. And it's like po-faced in some senses. But, th- but so that's why it's funny because it's so po-faced. No, it's not funny. Nobody <laughs> thinks Point Break is funny. <laughs> Nobody thinks Point Break is funny. Point Break has legitimately one of the greatest uh, chase scenes in a movie. But legitimately. Legitimately has one of the greatest chase scenes I've ever, in a, to this day, I think I've ever seen in a movie. And people have tried to recreate it a million fucking times. Okay. And the only people who I think have gotten closer to guys who made the porn, the Born Identity movies, and they're po faces fuck, like they're serious. Oh, so it's like on that level, it's yeah, like the Born Identity kind of thing. Well, then I definitely won't like it. No, I cannot I think you sit will. through a Born movie. But they're so different. They're okay. so different. But I just mean in the sense that they're both like they're they're both giving you a premise and they're all treating it a hundred percent. Okay, so to- seriously. tonally, it's like a Born movie. Like, in the way... Like, that's how seriously it takes itself. Yes. Okay. But okay. This, that, but, that surprises me but already. But what's in it is much more ridiculous. Because there's nothing ridiculous about a Bourne movie. But there's, like, again, surfers and skydivers and bank robbers and, like, all that oh kind my. of shit. Yeah, oh my. <laughs> so, now, this is, uh, now, all, this is, all, this is uh, me also stating what my memory of it is. Okay. And what my love of it is. So how we could go back and watch right. it. Right. And then I could turn out like, wow, this is silly as fuck. So how long has it been since you've seen it? Oh, it's been a good few years now. I would say it's been like at least seven years. Okay. So like it's been a good while. I haven't seen it in a good long while. So I really do want to watch it again. Because okay. our friends like Dervla and Bevan and stuff like that were talking about it recently at D&D. So uh, it, has, it has me in the mood. So okay, I think your movies are set. I guess they are. And then I just, yeah. So what I think the Star Wars thing is going to be... Um, a lot of sand. That's what I think of. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't even remember if this is one that has sand. Yeah. It, it might or might I, not. I, I don't think it does. A lot of sand. Um, and boys who hate sand. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I know he's not in it. So I picture a lot of sand and um, like convoluted sort of like story, like convoluted um, interpersonal stories like they're trying to make it and it's not quite happening once again I don't think there's going to be a hook that pulls me in so right there's got to be a lot going on yeah exactly yeah. so everything it's going to be too much and it's going to be convoluted and things that I would find interesting will just kind of be glossed over in service of a plot and action that's what I expect from it okay right um, here's my before the movie rebuttal of okay. what I remember. Okay. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I think possibly maybe too much going on. Mm. I think there's going to be a lot of times when we're watching the movie that you go, who's this again? Yeah, I'm um, sure there will be that. There's, there's going to be a lot of that, I think. Um, I think you'll actually probably find this campier than Point Break. Okay. Um, but I also think... Are there porgs in this? Was it this one? 
or was it the first one? I think it was the first one. I think it was possibly the first one. Are there any, one. like, cute creatures? Uh, yes. Is that John Boyega? Except, for, yeah, John Boyega <laughs> and Oscar Isaac. Very cute creatures. Uh, Rose Tico as well. Uh, little Kelly Tran, she's in it. She's cute. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you will like aspects of it. I think other aspects will super bore you. I think there's going to be a whole lot less action than you think. Okay. I think there's going to be a whole lot less. So then am I just going to be bored because instead of action happening, it's going to be like people talking about action and like looking at some screen and be like, we have to move to this to the that and get to this to the that and this to the that. It's going to be like that because I hate that so much. Uh, you know what? I can't say no, but I can't confirm it either. Okay. So I, yeah, I don't, I'm really, fa- I'm really fascinated. This this is going to be fun. I'm really, I can't wa- I cannot wait to see what you think of these two movies. And is it a long movie? I, I suspect the Star Wars will, one two, will be long. I'm pretty sure it's two hours, yeah. Like two I'm pretty hours. sure Point Break is less, though. Let me, let me look it up. Hold on. Vamp. No, no, no. Here, we'll just close it out then. Well, we're gonna, we'll close it out, but I'll just, let me just look at okay. this one last point. Uh, 1991, y'all. That's when Point Break came out. Uh, it is, oh, they're both two hours. Two hours on the dot. Well, I mean, Point Break is is two hours and three minutes, mm. and then the Last Jedi, which is probably going to be the last Star Wars movie you'll ever watch, uh, mm. is two hours and thirty two. Yeah. So there's gonna there's a lot more going on in the Last Jedi. Oof. But yeah, yeah, Point Break's two hours. Oh man, I'm so excited. Are there any compelling female characters in Point Break? <sighs> compelling. <laughs> No. No. Present? <laughs> yes. Kind of. <laughs> well, uh, is it Lori Petty? No. The the girl who's like tank girl, but she's also in like a league of their own. She's like, she's kind of got like a, oh God, lads, we're supposed to be wrapping this up. But she's the only woman character I can think of in it at all in Point Break. Like Point Break is incredibly homoerotic is, uh, is the best way I can put it. But uh, I'm pretty sure it's Laurie Petty. She's like not even coming up with the first five people. Yeah, Laurie Petty. Okay, yeah, she's in it. Um, but yeah, she's like, she's the romantic interest for Keanu. You don't recognize her? You saw A League of Their Own, right? Who is she in A League of Their Own? She's the little sister of Gina Davis. Oh, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. She's an underrated actress. Okay. I am super high on Laurie Petty. Okay. I think she's great. Um, I think she's really under underrated. I don't know if I've seen her in anything besides A League of Their Own. Oh, I, you know what? You probably have and don't realize yeah. it. She does a lot of character acting in the yeah. end. Um, but she's in uh, Orange is the New Black as well. And she's she's fun. But um, yeah, I think she's brilliant. Uh, but she's she's in that. And she, this is not the highlight of her career at all. <laughs> but yeah, she's, she's Keanu Reeves. There's a lot of interest in the movie. Nice. All right, well, I guess next time we will be able to tell you what my verdict is. Yeah, well, we I, this, we should probably not record between now and then, then so we don't, like, tease people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see you in two weeks after we've watched those movies, and we'll give you our in-depth thoughts. What a, what, what a strange con- connection of two movies. <laughs> Guys, come back for Last Jedi and <laughs> Point, Point Break, Break. <laughs> feelings. Uh, until then... To your beans. Choose your beans. <laughs> <laughs>
I thought choose your ends. <laughs> choose your ends. Choose your ends. Because you never know when the outs will come. <laughs>